Has anything extraordinary happened to you on the road? Perhaps you've been on a road trip, right? a grand road trip, romantically weaving in and out of states and trying to seek out oddities off the beaten path. Perhaps you have had a really important conversation with a loved one while driving. Perhaps you go on a walk every time you talk on the phone. Perhaps you narrowly avoided an accident and felt some sort of divine intervention. Perhaps a kind stranger stopped to help you change a tire. The road is where so many things happen. And yet when I reflect on the 141,000 miles I have driven in my car, I would guess that 80% of them are from commuting, navigating traffic, zoning out while sitting on the BW Parkway. The opposite of extraordinary, bland, automatic, stressful. I imagine that the two disciples who walked along the road to Emmaus were similarly bleary-eyed. Of course, they had much to discuss. The man that they believed to be the Messiah, the Savior of Israel, had died, and now his body was missing. Then, joined by a stranger, they continued on, eager to mine the mystery of the drama unfolding over the last few days. Now, the stranger seemed ignorant of it all, but seemed to remind them that if he was the Messiah, he would suffer and then go into glory. But on the road... The disciples' eyes were prevented from seeing who the stranger really was. Was it God who closed their eyes and blocked recognition? Or were they simply human and existing, as we all do, in a state of automatic forward motion? It is hard to say. God has opened and closed eyes and ears and hearts all through Scripture, until the right time for whatever it is to be revealed is revealed. So perhaps the disciples were not meant to recognize Jesus on their walk. But I also think there's something highly relatable about the other option, one that can have a profound impact on the way we live, and one that takes no time at all to begin. How do we walk on the road and see for real? I think we have a choice. Author David Foster Wallace gave a famous commencement address at Kenyon College in 2004, which has been republished as an essay called This is Water. In it, he says he doesn't uh, pretend to have any sort of moral wisdom for the graduates, except to remind them that they have a choice in the ways they look at the world when they are in the day-in, day-out monotony of adult life. The wake up, eat breakfast, get dressed, go to the office for eight to 10 hours, stop at the grocery store, cook dinner, clean the kitchen, go to bed, type of routine, and then you do it all over again. I think something of that sort is, is, is something we've all felt at one time or another in our lives, right? And so as we go through these motions, we are automatically seeing the world in a certain way. And it's usually through a self-centered narrative, right? About how I have to get home and I have to cook dinner so that I can go to bed at a reasonable hour so I can wake up at the right time tomorrow. This is our default, right? 
I need to get home so you are in my way. There's another choice, Wallace explains. An alternative way of seeing that I have taught myself to think about as often as possible, which is that we can choose to lift ourselves out of the automated self-centeredness. So the next time someone cuts you off in traffic, you could think to yourself, what a jerk. That's the PG version of what I say. (laughs) Or you could think to yourself, what if that man has an extremely sick child in the backseat and he is racing to the hospital? Or what if the person who didn't speak to you in the elevator had been up all night with the sick spouse and is trying to grieve and function while hanging by a thread? What if the person working behind the desk at the bank or the DMV or the dry cleaners or wherever move too slow and are too unfriendly to do you any favors? What if, what if they have crippling anxiety? What if they are afraid of strangers because of a home invasion or assault? What if they are working three jobs to feed their children? You get the idea. Now, the point is not that we are right or accurate or correct about these things. Because are any of the above scenarios especially likely? Probably not. But are they possible? Yes. This exercise helps remind us that often others' behavior actually has nothing to do with us, and that perhaps we are in their way. Asking those questions, what if, what if, what if, using our imagination, it's a different way of seeing, of making meaning by what we experience. And I believe that this way of seeing is something we see demonstrated in the gospel today, an extraordinary occurrence taking place on the road. Because I do not believe that Jesus' appearance to the disciples was some sort of illusion or magic trick. I just think that sometimes we need help learning how to see for real in a way that allows our imaginations to offer the greatest amount of empathy possible for other human beings. And in the day in, day out, this is remarkable and revelatory. If we can open our hearts and minds to the possibility that we are traveling with others who might need some of our grace if we have any to spare, we are feeling our hearts warmed by the presence of Christ even if he is hard to see. And when we open our table to others and share with them what we have, then we will be able to recognize Christ in each person. Now, we don't usually get the chance to sit and have a leisurely meal with all those other people sitting in traffic around us. But that doesn't mean that we are unable to see others as just as complicated, fragile, and precious as we are. It is an extremely difficult thing to do all the time. And all of us will have our eyes closed in darkness probably most of the time. But Easter shines the light in all of the monotony. We celebrate the inbreaking of something so amazing and beautiful that it just illuminates the world and all of the people in it differently. We can see better 
and more clearly, things click into place. Christ invites us in word and sacrament into a deeper understanding of God's movement in the world, helping us to bridge the gap between our own isolation and desire for community. We can see differently if we allow our hearts to be open to Christ's presence in each person. You truly never know how even a small act of mercy can turn into an extraordinary experience on the road for someone else. If we're able to do this even just once, then we will know that the Lord Jesus is present, a precious encounter as we go along the road. In the name of God.